0: so the moon knight trailer just dropped yeah you ever heard of it
1: In all of its 1080p glory and <laughs> oscar isaac was there was
0: well, it not more than 1080 that's sad i don't know you can't make a 4k trailer in this day and age people well most people don't have well maybe they do i don't know <laughs> I don't <laughs> 4K know. <laughs> but most people watch this stuff on their
1: phones now so it doesn't matter it's true they get a ring new moon knight trailer drop
0: i have a lot to say about moon knight i love moon knight I have read his comic books. I own his comic books. You've described him to me as uh, Schizo-Batman. Schizo-Batman. With uh, wearing white instead of black.
1: With a willingness to kill.
0: Yeah, great character. My biggest fear about this series is that they don't go dark enough and make it adult enough, which it needs to be, because that's the character. Moon Knight is very gritty, very Mm Punisher-esque, very bloody. So, if they try to dull that down in a Disney way, it's going to be very sad for many, many, many Moon Knight fans. Maybe all of them. Yeah. And won't be true to the character, and so I think that is a really big fear that a lot of people have, me included. The trailer did not help instill the confidence that this will be a faithful adaptation of the character of Moon Knight. It did, however, look pretty cool, I guess. I liked. The tone of it. Oscar Isaac's funny accent was pretty cute. Knowing that he will not be that way for the whole series. Yeah, you his know.
1: accent was interesting. He's like...
0: Talking in a high register. <laughs> I lost my contacts. He's like, oh, my name's Stevie. I've got this little Stevie here. I'm the moon knight. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a knight in a moon. Yeah, it's
1: a very cute accent.
0: <laughs> and then he's not really that character. He shares this dual personality with mark Spector, who's a mercenary
1: he's the main identity right
0: yeah but it will be disney
1: plus and yeah. so we were hoping it might be on hulu
0: i really think disney needs to do something with their more adult characters they have deadpool 3 coming out rated r disney rated r film think about that and how are you going to put that on disney plus they need to figure something out they need to have like a like an adult section yes you know disney plus dark <laughs> There you go. Or Disney Plus After Dark or After Hours. Just like have it like in a separate section on the app where you can access like rated R movies. Because they have, think about it, they have all of Fox's back catalog now. Probably many, many, many films that they could be putting on Disney Plus that they're not putting on Disney Plus. For really just moral reasons. Like some sort of integrity move that Disney thinks they're not going to put bloody content or even salacious content. On their app which i think is not the greatest move especially because you know of the acquisition of all these other assets and one thing marvel has done right with their content so far is make faithful adaptations of their comic book characters and if they don't going forward with more adult characters like deadpool moon knight punisher daredevil it's going to be really sad they already sort of botched it with wilson fisk kingpin at the end of the hawkeye series oof Very sad. Very anticlimactic. Anyway, I bring up Moon Knight now because I always thought if they ever cast Moon Knight, they should cast Michael C. Hall, who most famously has played Dexter. And today, we're talking about Dexter. The new season. New Blood? Yeah, it's called New Blood. Man, was it a good season of television. This has been probably, honestly, one of my favorite things that I saw in 2021 as it transitioned to 2022. Did they shoot this during the pandemic? Yeah.
1: But it wasn't from the pandemic, was it? Wasn't like a product of it? Yeah. No. Because it works coincidentally really well with the pandemic because of Dexter's isolation, right?
0: Yeah. So we're here to talk about Dexter New Blood. Gabe hasn't seen it.
1: No. I
0: have seen it. I'm a huge fan of the original show. I've wa- I watched all those seasons. And I'm here to talk about this because I think it's worth checking out if you can handle thematic. Material. I guess like more adult content and themes TV for mature audiences, <laughs> user discretion. Well, it is a little, it's, it's, you know, people have said that this show's like really messed up because you're getting into the mind of a serial killer, but a good serial killer. Yeah, but still a serial killer. And it, it makes the serial killer sympathetic, which Uh-oh. I think is part of like the trend, I guess, of people really enjoying those serial killers killer podcasts you know true crime true crime stuff yeah that people people really love that like as a genre now and yeah i feel like dexter was there doing it before any of these podcasts were so yeah this is dexter new blood it picks up exactly where the previous show left off a contentious
1: ending for some
0: yeah what
1: full spoilers moving forward for both the original show and Dexter New Blood.
0: Yes, spoilers. Okay, so what happened originally was the original series was a smash hit. Smash. Started in uh, 2006 and went until 2013. So seeing it again in 2021 was eight years later. Ten years in the show had taken place. So not eight years, but ten. What happened was there was... The first four seasons were considered to be extremely good. They had these couple showrunners that were in charge of the show. Both of them left after season four. Uh, their names were Daniel Serone and Clyde Phillips. Clyde Phillips left to be with his family after season four, ironically, because if you know how season four ends, <laughs> it's it might be one to inspire you to go be with your family. That sounds nice. <laughs> or terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was left up to chip johannison or johannison for the last four seasons and after season four people were pretty back and forth on how the show carried itself from there sort of had its peaks and its valleys but then the show ended after season eight in a very controversial way with fans dexter was also sort of an adaptation loosely from a book series the first season adapted pretty much exactly from the books and i know that a lot of in the first four seasons adhered A lot to the book series and then in the books I guess something happens where his son comes back and has the same tendencies as Dexter that sort of thing but we never saw that in the original series the original series ends with his sister finding out and then dying because of it and then Dexter gets away with everything and he he fakes his death by driving his boat into the middle of a hurricane he's like lost at sea that kind of thing for people that don't know the show is about A man named Dexter, who is a blood splatter analyst at Miami PD, his sister works at the police department as well as a detective, because their father, Harry, was the chief of police there, and so they both became cops or involved in the police department. Dexter was adopted, and he was adopted because his mother was murdered in front of him, and he was, him as a little baby, was left in like a pool of her blood. And this was a case that Harry had taken as part of the police force and finds the baby, has sympathy on him, and then adopts Dexter into their family. Well, he grows up to have these tendencies of, like, desiring blood and blood being spilled. His adopted father sees this tendency in Dexter and decides, well, a lot of times our justice system isn't super reliable. So he trains Dexter... To go through this very specific code or regiment to kill the worst people and get away with it and not be caught by the cops. So the chief of police trains this young boy who has this desire that he ends up calling his dark passenger. If you think of the idea of having this like darkness inside of you, almost like a dual personality. And now you see why I think he'd be a good moon knight. (laughs) But a dual personality who lives in in your mind alongside the good aspects of you, and then sometimes is constantly trying to fight to drive the car or drive the vehicle, but is constantly, consistently a passenger in your mind. Really, really good show. Lots of great ideas. Lots of crazy stuff happens in this show, because obviously it's dealing with serial killers. So essentially, Dexter becomes a serial killer who gets away with murder, but he only kills people who are bad that kill their people. So other serial killers or other murderers or people that have accidentally murdered people, but then gotten away with it. So he, he only kills people who have gotten away with murder or who are other serial killers. And the police department is more or less constantly almost finding out or whatever. They're always right behind him. Yeah. Then it ends with him faking his death. And then you see him alone in a cabin in the snow, somewhere isolated in, in some place in Canada, you don't know exactly where it is, but it ends with him essentially being alone. And he gives his son Harrison, who he had had with a woman uh, that he thought he would have a life with, who ended up getting murdered at the end of season four. That's that tragic ending. Uh, He gives her to this other woman that he trusts as like her stepson, and then he's alone, alone in isolation. That's how the show ended. Again, controversial because it's not how the books, I guess, ended and. Also, people just didn't like that there wasn't, like, justice or there wasn't something, I don't know, more fantastical to that. Did they end it that way because they wanted to pick it back up again at some point? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I know that a lot of people for the last four seasons complained about that showrunner and how the show carried itself. I thought it was really good. I thought it definitely had better parts than others. Like, season five brought in Julia Stiles as, like, another person who wanted to murder people. And then season six had Tom Hanks' son, Colin Hanks, who was like a religious Christian-themed serial killer. And then season seven dealt with like the police department being hot on his ass the whole time. And then he ends up killing the head of police at at that time. And then season eight is like dealing with ramifications of his sister finding out. And then with this girl that he meets that ends up taking Harrison in the end. So I was really excited when Dexter New Blood was announced because I was like... Yes. I love Dexter. Michael C. Hall in this role is unbelievable. Oh, by the way, I should have mentioned that Dexter's dad, who taught him to do all this stuff in the show, he has died and he constantly is appearing to Dexter and he's constantly talking to him about how to get away with things or he's talking him through like, you know, cases as he's hunting murderers and serial killers and yeah, as like, a, as like a conscience, as like a voice, he's, and he's constantly appearing in front of him. His name is Harry. And so this new season of Dexter picks back up, and now he's talking to his dead sister instead, Deb.
1: Oh, Deb died in season eight?
0: Deb died in season eight, yeah. I had mentioned that, but... Yeah, she died. So she's now the new conscience that he's talking to the whole time throughout this season. So this new season picks back up. You see Dexter in isolation, in the cabin, in the snow, and chopping trees or something. You find out that he's kind of off the beaten path from this small little town, this little town with a river running through it. It's Christmas time. The whole season takes place at like Christmas time in this cute little snow, small town, it's a little hamlet. He's dating the chief of police in that small town. The police force is like three people. You know, it's like a very small police department. And anyway, his son shows back up. He like tracks Dexter down the son that he had given to this woman named Hannah and apparently she died and then he got put into the foster care system and when he was old enough he just kind of took off and hitchhiked his way up there and uh, obviously that's kind of a big intrusion into his life and uh, up to this point when we see him he hasn't killed in like 10 years he's abstained from that and just kind of been hiding away in this small town a bunch of things happen (laughs) he ends up killing somebody The son of this prominent person in this town. There's like this like one rich family. Dexter kills or his son? Dexter kills the son of this prominent rich family. Nice. They're called the Caldwells.
1: That's a pretty antagonistic name.
0: Yeah. And so he kills him in the first episode for killing this white buck deer that Dexter has grown very fondly of on like reservation land. Mm, Okay. He finds out also that he got away with murder. He had killed like four people in like a boating accident and his dad just covered it up. His dad is played by Clancy Brown, Kurt Caldwell, and he ends up becoming the main sort of antagonist the whole season. Dexter, again, being very disconnected, not really knowing how to deal or how to be, Like a genuine human being, or be intimate with anyone around him. His son shows up and he doesn't really know how to connect with his son. He doesn't want to tell him that he's a murderer because that's like the biggest part about him. So he just, Dexter just is constantly lying about everything. Everyone in this town thinks his name is Jim Lindsay. He ends up keeping his son there. He, he at first he lies to him and sends him away, and then ends up keeping his son there. And then it just escalates from that point. Kurt Caldwell is found out to be a serial killer but he's been killing women, like young girls, for like twenty-five years. And all these like girls from the town end up going missing, and everyone thinks that they are just runaways. So for the over the course of twenty-five years, people will just think because they're just getting out of a small town, right. Just a reoccurring but Kurt, thing. But Kurt Caldwell, what he does is he, he kind of lures them in because he's got more money than he knows what to do with. He lures them in and tries to give them a place to stay. And then they always end up wanting to leave. And when they try to leave, he, like, takes out a rifle and shoots them in the back, and then he embalms them and then has this hallway of women. Nice. Of just embalmed women over... <laughs> over 25 years like done up with like makeup and stuff and they're all just preserved in this disgusting like trophy room hallway how many like 40 crazy it's absolutely insane and that that's what i'm talking about this show is sick like the show is pretty twisted and sick pretty sick yeah no no it's like (laughs) twisted sick um it's crazy oh man so if you can't handle 40 dead embalmed women I mean, you don't see that until episode 9 or 10, which is, like, the end of the season. Must be a crazy reveal. Does, like, Dexter walk into the hall and just feel like... No, no, no. Dexter knows how to find serial killers because he's found hundreds of them. He's already killed hundreds of them in his past life Mm -hmm. in Miami. So this shows, like, it's very interesting because before you had that setting of Miami for eight seasons, and now you have Dexter in, like, a snow town, you know? It's, like, upstate New York or something. Um, I looked up where they shot it. It's in, like, northwest Massachusetts, like, in a small town. Very cute. Anyway, Harrison, over the course of the season, starts sort of showing tendencies that he might be like his father again because he was also born, quote-unquote, born in blood like Dexter was. And Clancy Brown, Kurt Caldwell, the serial killer, he's, like, playing this, like, mind game the whole time. And sort of tries to become like a father figure to Harrison, because all Harrison wants is to feel a connection with dexter but but Dexter's not giving him that you know he doesn't know how to be an emotionally available parent is Clancy doing this to screw with Dexter like a little bit, dexter yeah. Is- yeah, yeah it, that's the thing is like that's what the show does so well, and that's the thing I kind of want to talk about the most is the subtlety of characterization in this show is. Masterclass, oftentimes and specifically that's what I I forgot to say this up until just now the original showrunner that left after season four Clyde Clyde Phillips came back to do this season so the way that this season is and feels and plays out is like the best of the best of like a Dexter season of television or just any season of television because it's just an amazing slice of TV and it feels like the original Dexter again. The whole season just is so, so, so good. I I couldn't begin to tell you, like, I couldn't stop watching it once it really got going. I was like, I just want to watch this. I, I stayed up past my bedtime and finished this. Yeah, you texted me very late one night. It was like 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, I finished Dexter. It was amazing. I'm like sweating. <laughs> Did you have a thirst for blood? (laughs) No. Anyway, now we get into like full, full spoilers. Harrison finds out that, or Dexter tells Harrison finally, after Harrison's sort of revealed to kind of also be desiring blood in a similar way. Dexter tells Harrison that he's a serial killer and this is how he did it. And he tells him his whole story with Harry and how there was this code and he never got caught. And Harrison's like, yeah, that's cool. So they decide to kill Kurt Caldwell together. They, they wrap Some him bonding. up in plastic.
1: Some father-son bonding?
0: Yeah. They wrap up him in plastic, and then he then he starts to Dexter. What he does is he always stabs him in the heart. Or he wakes him up, shows him what they've done. He shows him their victims, stabs him in the heart, and then he cuts him up into at least eight to nine pieces, puts him in plastic bags, leaves no trace, and then is just out of there. And then so he does this in front of Harrison. Harrison freaks out a little bit. He goes up top but he still is like trying to cover up because he knows he thinks of his dad like Batman or something. Like he's saving people, you know, he's saving people from being hurt. He tells Dexter in the beginning when he tells him this, he's like, he must've saved like thousands of people. And Dexter's like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's why I'm doing this. But ultimately what happens is all this stuff is happening. His girlfriend, the chief of police of the small town finds out his real name's Dexter, not Jim Lindsay. And finds out that he probably was this serial killer because at one point the Miami PD was onto Dexter and she puts a couple puzzle pieces together and finds out that he probably is the serial killer hiding and that she has been dating him this whole time. She freaks out. She throws him in jail. And then after like a bunch of back and forth, Dexter gets her to go away to go look at Kirk Caldwell's collection of girls. The thing that she's been looking for this whole time, all these runaway girls. So she leaves cause she's like, this is like her main thing and her career and her life because her friend disappeared and it's been like her drive ever since is this
1: after he's killed kirk caldwell yeah
0: so jim's still in prison cell and to get out he ends up killing because again it's a small town like the good cop like the best good-hearted natured cop who also was one of the wrestling coaches of harrison's after harrison was put in school once he came into this town and he started making friends and stuff And then Dexter scrambles to escape. He's trying to just, his goal is to just get Harrison and leave. And then he calls Harrison from the nearest cell phone that he grabs, which is the good cop, the wrestling coach, good cop. So he finds his son. His son's like, why did you call me from his cell phone? And he's like, you killed him, didn't you, to get out? And Dexter's like, he's not going to lie at this point because he just started getting his son back. So he's like, yeah, I killed him. I had to, to get out. He's like, we're going to go. We're going to, we're going to go start a new life somewhere else. And anyway, the whole show ends with Harrison, like, he's like, I don't want to go with you. Like, you're a terrible person. He, he realizes he's not doing it to protect people, but he's doing it to feed this dark passenger. That's why Dexter kills people. Dexter ends up just saying, why don't you just kill me? Because Harrison's holding a rifle up to him at this point that he had just bought him for Christmas. <laughs> he's like, it's the best thing because like... I'll just be screwing up your life if we run away together. If I run away alone, then you'll know I'll be alive and have gotten away with all this stuff. So for peace of mind, basically, he's like telling his son to just kill him. Dexter also has this like internal monologue all the time. You hear his voice as like voiceover that plays, and he's constantly cracking jokes and stuff throughout the whole show. So you hear him say like, this is the first time I've actually ever really truly felt love. It's because he's sacrificing, essentially, himself so that his son can have peace of mind and live, potentially, past this moment. And so Harrison shoots his dad, and Dexter dies, like, for good this time. Dexter's former girlfriend shows up and helps Harrison. She just like, get out of here. Like, I'll say that I shot him. And uh, then Harrison drives away. So it's a very Breaking Bad ending where, like, Walt dies... And then Jesse's driving away and Harrison's driving away to like a new life, essentially. And that's how this season ended. And again, very controversial because one of the biggest complaints I've heard about, or I've heard so far is that this season was so good. People were like, they could do like two or three, four more seasons of Dexter. Cause it's, it was top-notch Dexter it was such a good season of television. I couldn't recommend it enough, but people wanted more and then they just killed him. <laughs> oh man. And, and it happened in the last episode. So like people were saying episodes one through nine were just unbelievable, like so good. And then episode 10 was like, not good. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's the whole work. The whole thing happened. Episode 10 was part of the story and it was good. I thought it was really great. And I'm glad that Dexter's dead. Honestly, I love, I love Michael C. Hall in that role. Like I really, truly love this show. Love him in that role. But I don't know the way that they crafted the story in this season was pretty amazing. And I've left out like three or four pretty also main characters that I haven't even talked about, but really, really great. Just couldn't recommend it enough. I loved it. A lot of people didn't like it, didn't like the finale. I guess I saw like an article that said it was like the lowest rated episode (laughs) of the season so far. (laughs) And it it also is an interesting case like to, to go to show that like these showrunners and shows that we have like are just so heavily criticized and critiqued by audiences these days. You know, people don't like losing
1: their hero or anti-hero.
0: Yeah, true. It is interesting to see that they would end it like that after such a successful run. It was so good. Every time an, an episode would end, I'd immediately have to press play to just find out what happens next.
1: So in the face of potentially a season 2 of New Blood, yeah, you would would you keep this ending? Like, 'Cause you like it is what you're saying. Is you like I, the ending. Yeah,
0: I loved it. It's hard it's hard for me not to like it because I enjoyed the ride so much that just because the ending ended the way that it did didn't matter. I was like up to that point, it was an amazing season of television. Some of the best television I've ever seen. Easily Wait, but you said up to that point? Yeah. So regardless of how it ended, I it would be it didn't matter to me. So that it could have ended anyway. Like, I don't know, Ray Skywalker could have come out and been like just hacking people down with a lightsaber, and I've been like, "Oh, okay." But this, the rest of the show is amazing, so it it doesn't matter. This season of television was amazing. If I were to do a second season, I would just have him, you know, stand up and be like, "Whoop, bulletproof vest," <laughs> you know. Did he get shot in the? He got shot in the heart. Might have been wearing a vest. Yeah, you know. I mean, honestly, they could they could easily just do
1: that. Is his son a strong enough character to, to have a
0: spinoff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The casting there. How old was he? He was in high school? In real life, he seemed like he could have been 18, 19. But he was like supposed to be 17, 18, I think.
1: And how did he find Dexter in the beginning? How did he know he was alive?
0: This kid's name is Jack Alcott. Honestly, one of the best young actors I have ever seen. I love him heads and shoulders above Timothy Chalamet. Wow. He's so good. But he's just so, so good. And he hasn't done that much. He's 22, so he's born in 99. But... He finds Dexter because Dexter wrote a letter to Hannah before he faked his death saying, if you need me, this is where I'll be. Like if, if anything goes awry, mainly caring for Harrison saying, if he ever shows any dark tendencies, contact me. And Harrison finds that and he's like, what the heck is this? What's this letter that he he didn't know the letter existed. And the letter plays into the whole show, and it is the last thing that you hear as voiceover as Dexter reading the letter as Harrison's driving away in the car. Hmm. Um, Because it talks about his love for his son, even though he's this completely emotionally disconnected human being, he still loves his son and would sacrifice anything for him, which is really cool. Because the whole point of the show, the whole thread of the show has been, is there humanity in Dexter at all? And every season addresses that and plays with that idea because oftentimes it seems like there is no humanity inside of him. And that's the thing. That's the whole thing about the show is like, even though Dexter is a serial killer, he conveys these aspects of people's feelings or humanity and the feelings that we all have as people that make us feel really disconnected from other people. And I think anyone could relate with that. Mm-hmm. And so I think even though he's a serial killer, the audience, the 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 audience of the show, the people that watch the show can connect to Dexter and be like, yeah, I also feel really disconnected from people oftentimes and yeah. And, uh, still find humor and humanity in the events of the show. You know, it's brilliant writing. It's very good writing. And you know what? In my opinion, this is again, a very unpopular opinion, but I think it always has been good writing even at its worst. And it definitely has been (laughs) worse Another really interesting aspect of the show, this is the thing I left out. There's this character who's a podcaster, like a true crime podcaster. She shows up like hunting a lead or a case in the small town, but she has done episodes on John, John Lithgow's serial killer. She's done episodes on the Bay Harbor butcher who was the case that the Miami PD was hunting Dexter for. They thought that you know, there was a serial killer in the police department. She has done all these episodes on things that Dexter interacted with. And so she shows up and she's like a whole other dynamic. But it's really interesting to see, you know, 10 years later with true crime podcasts being so popular, how they incorporated it into the show as well. Wow. But I mean, honestly, if you can handle intensity, I know some people can't, but if you can handle intensity, the ideas that this show presents and the ride, you know, the whole ride that it takes you for is fantastic. And I, I couldn't recommend Dexter enough. I never thought I'd even be talking about Dexter on this podcast, but I'm really glad that I get to because it's definitely one of the best shows, I think, out of the last couple decades. It's left an impression, I think, in popular culture from that era of television.
1: Yes. What we could call the lost era.
0: Yeah. Yeah. the yeah, The the early 2000s era or the mid 2000s era. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's technically considered now like the platinum age of television. It's like the best it's ever been. It's, it's what reinvented TV and has transitioned now into streaming and mm-hmm. Dexter was a part of that. And there've been a lot of shows that are carried by one singular actor. I think of like Michael Chiklis in the shield or Jack Bauer, 24, uh, or even like Lee Schreiber as Ray Donovan. There are these shows that are really primarily led by these lead actors. I've never seen a show as good as this with Michael C. Hall as Dexter. He is so much worth watching. Couldn't say enough good things. And I would love to see him in a role like in the MCU. If I could have picked one, it would have been Moon Knight. He would have, no pun intended, killed that role. <laughs> <laughs> and now his watch is ended. He is For probably now. dead. Until probably he's dead. Not. Most likely dead. Wow. They they did definitively end this season as if the show is ending for good. But also from what I have heard of the books, there are books that follow his son. So Mm -hmm. I feel like there could be more Dexter without Dexter going forward if they did decide to go down that route.
1: It's interesting amount of restraint to just come back and make a single season of an immensely popular show. And have
0: it be as good as it is. Yeah, and it's just be done if they are done. Again, the kid that plays him, Jack Alcott, amazing. Like if they didn't have him... He stood toe-to-toe with Michael C. Hall the whole time. Wow. Amazing actor. I couldn't say enough good things about it. Yeah. Anyway, here is a song that I wished I had heard the whole time because they never brought this theme back, but it's the theme to Dexter. They didn't bring it back? They didn't bring it back. Well, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back now. (laughs) Here's the theme to the original Dexter.